I got great news, guys. Oh! It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 Thanks, Yang. Hey, sports fans, Cam Stewart here with your Sports Grid news and betting update. Time to get on the grid, everyone. The L.A. Clippers will be getting a huge reinforcement sooner than expected. There appears to be a bit more clarity regarding Paul George's long-awaited uh, return to the L.A. Clippers. The Clippers are targeting one of the games next week in back-to-back sets, either against the Houston Rockets on November 13th or versus New Orleans on November 14th for Paul George's return. If he plays against the Houston Rockets, he's not expected to suit up against the Pelicans on the back-to-back. It was previously reported that PG would be back around uh, mid to late November following off-season shoulder surgery. George will join an already stifling defensive core by the Clippers featuring Kawhi Leonard and Patrick Beverly. New York Knicks forward Marcus uh, Marcus Morris has signed on with Jay-Z's Rock Nation Sports. The vet was previously a client of Rich Paul's Clutch Sports, but parted ways after a turbulent off-season of free agent negotiations that went sour. Morris backed out of a two-year $20 million deal with the San Antonio Spurs to sign a one-year $15 million deal with the New York Knicks. Toronto Raptors forward Patrick McCaw underwent surgery to remove a mask behind his left knee. He's going to be out at least four weeks' time after undergoing knee surgery. We got nine games in the NBA tonight. Seven o'clock action starts at all. New York at Detroit. Pistons minus three and a half total, 207. We got Washington at Indiana. Pacers minus four, 225 is your total. 730, Chicago laying one at Atlanta, 221 and a half. Golden State at Houston. Rockets minus 15, big spread, 229 and a half. Sacramento's at Toronto. The Raptors minus eight point favorites, 219. At eight o'clock, we got Minnesota minus four and a half at Memphis, 226. 8.30 action. Orlando at Dallas. Mavericks minus 6.5, 208. At 9, we got Philly and Utah. Jazz minus 2, 210. And late action, 10 o'clock. Milwaukee minus 6 at the LA Clippers. 228 is your total. In the NFL, Cincinnati Bengals head coach Zach Taylor said today he believes wide receiver A.J. Green will make his season debut this Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens. However, just several hours later, Taylor revealed Green's ankle didn't feel right during the team's walkthrough. So the Bengals They opted to keep him out of practice today. Taylor said the pass catcher is now currently day-to-day and making his status for Week 10 uncertain. He is questionable. Ryan Finley will also make his first career start for the Bengals on Sunday. Andy Dalton hits the bench. New York Giants tight end Evan Ingram expected to miss Sunday's game against the New York Jets, what the team calls a mid-foot sprain, according to ESPN. The Giants play the Jets, and then they have a bye week before their next contest. That's against the Chicago Bears. Cleveland Browns head coach Freddie Kitchens announcing today that running back Kareem Hunt will likely suit up for the Browns in Sunday's tilt against the Buffalo Bills. The 24-year-old suspended eight games for two violent off-field incidents, including one in which a video emerged of him shoving and kicking a woman in a hotel hallway. Cleveland signed Hunt back in March. Uh, NCAA uh, top 25 basketball tonight, 7 o'clock. Green Bay at 23. Purdue Boilermakers minus 23, 151. Good one here. Notre Dame. And number nine, UNC, Tar Heels, minus nine and a half over under 148. 8.30 action, Cincinnati at 18, Ohio State, Battle of Ohio Buckeyes, minus five and a half, 143. Northern Arizona at 22, Arizona, Wildcats, minus 23, 146. Good one at nine o'clock as well. Another Number 11, Virginia, the current national champions are laying three versus Syracuse. Total 122, one game in college football tonight. More action on a Wednesday, eight o'clock. Miami of Ohio at Ohio. The Bobcats minus seven, 56 and a half is your over under. And we got two games on NHL ice tonight, eight o'clock Detroit at New York. 
Rangers coming off that beat down by Ottawa. They're laying 55 cents. Six and a half is your total. 8.30 action. St. Louis and Edmonton. The Oilers minus 145 over under five and a half. And we got some Champions League soccer action in Real Madrid. Smoking Galatasaray 6-0. That's just the final. Tottenham all over Servina 4-0. Atalanta and Man City. They played to a 1-1 draw. Bayern Leverkusen beat Atletico Madrid 2-1. Big win there. PSG over Club Bruges 1-0. Bayern Munich took out Olympiacos 2-0. And Juventus over Lokomotiv Moscow 2-1. Europa League, Arsenal and Vittoria de Guimers, they tied 1-1. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Moretzi hosts Red Heat and Rage. Hour 1, we'll talk to Mark Lawrence from Playbook.com. Go over the NFL and NCAA betting cards. Hour 2, our boy Gamblue will t- stop by. We'll chat some fats, uh, fights and football. So stay tuned, everybody. Hour one of Red Heat and Rage on Sports Grid. It's coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game, Game time, time decisions. decisions. All right, let's roll. We're live. Game time decisions, red heat and a rage has uh, begun. I'm Marenzi. We're throwing it down here at the Sports Grid Studio, FanDuel uh, Sportsbook. And uh, just as we're about to start, a, uh, a regular a gentleman uh, here, one of the uh, the horse players, tells me, uh, I got the Jets. I got the Jets. I told him I got the Giants, uh, but they both suck, and uh, we both got a laugh out of it. Uh, big, big game this week. Big, big game. It really should be. It should be like wrestling. I think that Shermer and Gase should agree, Cam. Loser leaves town match. It's a loser, loser leaves, leaves town, town match. match. Like, loser the loser of this game is fired. <laughs> yeah, you're done. Like, like yeah, Austin, it's, it should be, like, billed as this. Adam Gase, Pat Shermer, loser leaves town. Right? Like, it should be a loser leaves town match. That's what it is. It's a loser leaves town match. <laughs> I would love it, too. Yeah, foreign objects included as well. Now, it's going to be – that's the thing, man. Like, the New York sports fan right now, you go, what do you got? You got the Jets. You got the Giants. At least the Knicks, you got R.J. Barrett and a young team that's uh, getting a little bit better there. No. Nah. Uh, the yeah, Knicks I'm, are terrible. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, they are terrible. But they're going to get better. They have they have more of an upside, I think, than uh, a team like the Jets does. I don't know where they go from here. They look horrible. And the Giants have more I don't think people realize – I don't think people realize just how bad the New York sports scene really is uh, right now. Like, if we go from sport to sport, like, you have the, you have the Islanders and the Yankees. The Islanders <laughs> like are the basically, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like the, the Yankees. <laughs> well, I guess you have the Brooklyn Nets, but the Brooklyn Nets are eh. You know, they're, they're just yeah. a mediocre team, too. But if you think about it, like, like, pretty much everyone blows, Cam. Like, all right, so you have the Yankees and the Mets. The Mets were okay. You get into to basketball, the Knicks are terrible. The Nets are okay. Uh, both football teams suck. Rutgers are terrible. St. John blows. Like, there's not, a, like, basically all the biggest sporting events here, and there's a big event every night, it's often, like, visiting teams or neutral game. <laughs> like, sort of like last night. You know, big event at MSG, yet it wasn't like, you know, St. John didn't play last night, you notice. You know, they're, they're, they're not no, part of, they uh, you know, the elite rotation. Yeah, yeah. All right, so college college basketball's back. Um, college football's getting real. Uh, we've got Alabama and LSU uh, this week. Uh, the playoff rankings came out last night. The debate is raging on uh, right now. I can tell you guys, 
This is the sixth college football playoff. Hard to believe, Cam. There's already been five of them, to be honest. Like, like if I was yeah. on Jeopardy and they, they asked how many college football playoffs there have been, I probably would have said, I guess four. Uh, you know, I guess it's the ballpark. Four. That's what I would have said. Too. I know it's sort of more than three. Like, I wouldn't. Who's ever won in the college football playoff? It seems so. Is it just Alabama? Like, has anyone won the college football playoff besides Clemson or Alabama before? Or Alabama? Nope. I don't think so. I don't know. Like, I'm thinking, like, Clemson, they played the last three years. Yeah, like, I think it's been Alabama and Clemson. We'll hit this on the other side. Are we forgetting someone? We will. Ohio State won the first year. With Cardell Jones. Yes. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, good job, uh, Yang. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage. Get on the grid. Sports grid, I'm Renzi. Throw it down here at the uh, FanDuel Sportsbook Sports Grid Studios on this uh, Wednesday. Batavia Downs on uh, the big screen uh, right now. Uh, We've got college football uh, tonight. We've got NHL hockey, and we've got NBA basketball. Uh, We're at that time of the year now where there should be football pretty much every night. There will be. I don't know. There might be an exception if ESPN doesn't have a game on Tuesday, but I'm pretty sure from here on out there's pretty much football every night of the week. And uh, we'll bring Mark Lawrence in right now, but we have some breaking news, uh, actually, and I got to tell you, the state of Colorado, like, I don't know what the parlay is, but I don't know. Like, is there another state in which has legalized uh, marijuana and sports betting besides, like, Nevada already? But Colorado is on board. You can even do magic mushrooms in Colorado. Um, (laughs) uh, They're on board. Uh, Listen, it was the elections yesterday, and... um, Dude, there was a difference of 84 votes last night. Mark Lawrence joins us. So legalized sports betting was on uh, was on the ballot last night in the state of Colorado. And this morning I saw it was a difference of 84 votes to the no. And I tweeted out, I said, for the love of God, guys, you just legalized magic mushrooms. Like, you know, you know, seriously, like you can take mushrooms and smoke weed on the street, but you can't bet a parlay. But the, the vote was so close when it's 84 votes, you got it. They did the recount. Final votes came in. They just announced a couple of minutes ago, Colorado voters narrowly approve legalized sports betting, which makes Denver, Colorado a pretty freaking cool place to be. You go to Colorado, you can uh, recreationally entertain yourself. And you can bet on sports as well. Mark Lawrence joins us. How you doing, Mark? Colorado sounds like Toronto to me, Gabe. Uh, I don't know if legalized wagering is in Toronto or not. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it like is. It's the place to, yeah. 
It is, yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to play parlays, <laughs> though. That's game, that's though. besides the point. Parlays. Yeah. <laughs> that's that that's beside the point. But you know, and honestly, guys, this goes to show, though, because I don't think the people of Colorado who voted to legalize marijuana and they decriminalized uh, the mushrooms. The mushrooms is like you can't walk around everywhere buying it. But anyways, but it was pretty like by a wide margin. It just goes to show the power of the anti-lobby. And, Mark, it's always, I guarantee you, like the people that were trying to block sports betting in Colorado, it wasn't because of some moral or ethical stance that gambling is bad. You know it was like the actual casinos uh, that do it, right? Like how the hell is California not legalized sports betting? Because the Nevada... Nevada system basically pumped so much money into the California political system that even though it's another state, like people don't realize that, like how powerful out of state interest can be when it comes to things like this, Mark. Because, like, the people of Colorado, what do they care if they're sports betting? You guys legalized weed already, but but you get the powers to be and the uh, the lobbyist of competing casinos and gaming interests. And, you know, ca- classic example, Mark, is uh, Shel- Sheldon Adelson in Vegas. You know, this guy's got a thing going in Vegas. He's got a thing going in Macau, but he doesn't want someone in Wyoming betting on their own because in his mind he thinks that you're not coming to his properties anymore. It's a very, very uh, complicated situation, this stuff, Mark. What is the state nearest Colorado that does have legalized sports wagering? <laughs> I imagine with it, Nevada. Question. Yeah. Yeah, it is so, Nevada. So that, yeah. there was yeah. the other ones are on the eastern sideboard. Yep. Yep. So there wasn't any neighboring influence Sorry, that way. Uh, so the No, cuz they're they're neighbored yeah, I don't want to be put on the spot here, right? Uh, I am from Montreal, so cut me some slack. But neighbors, New Mexico, <laughs> neighbors, New Mexico, like Wyoming, yeah, like they, there's no, like there's no yeah. big sports, like there's no gambling ne- anywhere, like Nebraska, right? Yeah, Nebraska, yeah, and Nebraska has a yeah. big issue where the, the state troopers just wait. Yeah, New Mexico, Nebraska, is Texas a part of it? Like right around there, like on, on a side of it? Very, yeah, yeah, very close. It's basically you got Utah, Utah beside it. You got Kansas beside it. You got Nebraska over it. You got Wyoming over it. New Mexico on a diagonal, Arizona, very close to Nevada. Yeah, right, Gabe. And below Oklahoma, the pan, the part of Oklahoma is, is Texas. None is of close. which. So, yes, a lot of. None of which yeah, have. Exactly, none of which are. Sports betting. So like I, I don't I don't I don't get it. It is what it is. I don't know. But either way, uh, good for them. And the news just keeps coming in as uh, Pete uh, checks in right now and uh, confirms. Wow, wow, this is a game changer, game changer. Cam, the Buffalo mm-hmm. area and Niagara Fall area casinos. Seneca Casino was just approved to take sports bets. That is awesome. That's a game changer. That's great. You know what I mean? Like well, now, me it is. Like, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. Mark, Sen- the Seneca Casino, Mark, 
is right on the American side of Niagara Falls. Now, on the Canadian side, you can bet on sports, but you have to bet on two games or more. Um, and yet, the American side, I don't know if you've seen it, Mark. Like, basically, it's like a third world, bro. Like, they have, like, there's nothing there. There's literally, like, a parking lot with a couple of dark lights. It's like a bad area. It's shady. The Canadian well, side, there's, like, right. a Hershey store, a Coke store, amusement parks. It's like Disney World on one side and, like, uh, Compton on the other. And they've got nothing. Like, the Bills should have moved to the American side, actually. That's where they should have built the casino, right next to Seneca's Casino. But Governor Cuomo, and this is where lobbying comes in here, because Jersey's killing it. They are not allowing sports books in the city of New York. Like, it's not happening. And they don't, they're not even allowing an app, even though that's a battle right now. They're allowing casinos in random areas, which I don't understand. Because how the hell can you tell a casino in, in Buffalo they're allowed to take bets? But what, Empire Casino outside of Queens is not? It's ridiculous. But anyways, Cuomo panders to, uh, to Western New York all the time. He rolls over a lot, Cam, for Buffalo, uh, Cuomo. He's always giving the Bills money and stuff. He needs their votes because people in the city hate him. So... Yeah. Then now he's given them approval. Seneca, of course, you know. These native uh, casinos, man, they play hardball. And you know this, uh, Mark. In the state of Florida, I mean, how the hell is it not legal in the state of Florida? But the uh, the Seminole tribe wield a lot of power. And uh, if it was going to be legal, they only wanted to be the ones that, to do it. Like, like I said, it's ridiculous. There's so much money being left on the table in all these states, Mark. Well, the state of Florida is, uh, from a gambling uh, aspect, is basically subsidized by the Seminole tribe. Uh, they have a pact with the Seminoles, and which guarantees them or pays them about the state of Florida $1.5 billion. That's their take from uh, casino gambling on their reservations. And uh, part of their new pact, which they're now... Uh, negotiations have fallen apart. Is it large? Is largely rumored to be circled around sports wagering that the Indians want to have control of that. And the state doesn't want to give it to them, so they're backing away from a new pact, if you will. And I can't see the state of Florida walking away from a, a billion and a half dollars. So something sooner or later is going to be resolved there. But remember, this is the state of Florida. Nothing gets done quickly here, and it doesn't get done in a proper manner. So when it's all said and done, the smoke clears. The state of Florida will be one of the very last states in the U.S. to have sports wagering unless the Indians step up and demand it. And I got to tell you, there's, man, I imagine the, the amount of money that's being left on the table in that state uh, would be uh, beyond belief. All right, Same. we'll get into the games that we actually bet on. We got you caught up today with some gaming news. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. We're throwing it down here at the uh, Sports Grid Studios, the FanDuel Sportsbook. Get on the grid. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount.
hit the game with DraftKings Sportsbook where listeners of the show can get a deposit up to 500 bucks. Here's how it works. Create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Make a deposit and place your first bet and DraftKings will match it up to 50% bonuses up to 500 bucks. This offer is eligible for all users plus new users. Get a risk-free bet up to 200 bucks. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Gambling problem. 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for full details. Gabe. Thank you very much, uh, Cameron. Just uh, thinking about this and all this stuff, we'll get to the games, but it makes me so mad, all of this. Like, I don't understand it. I know. Like, honestly, like, I don't understand how if you're if you're a New Yorker, so what, people in Buffalo are, are more special, they're more important, but it just goes to show the political pandering. Like, Cuomo basically says, ah, screw you, New York City, and he panders to upstate and western New York. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yonkers, good example. You don't think Yonkers needs the business, right? You don't think Yonkers exactly. would be more successful if they were taking sports bets? But, like, who who is the government, like, he and him to say, well, I'm going to let, like, the, uh, I'll let Fort Erie flourish, but Yonkers, you're on your own. It's whacked. Like, it's just, it makes me mad. And just quickly, last thought on this. The opposition to this stuff pisses me off really, like, to the extreme in which, like, a good example was the legalization of uh, marijuana. The biggest, the biggest opposition, all right, to legalizing, like, to recreational marijuana, the biggest opposition, it wasn't any doctor group. It wasn't, like, the American Medical Association. (laughs) Like, it wasn't anything like that. The biggest oppo to legalize marijuana was from, you guessed it, the beer and liquor companies. Of course Like, think about that. (laughs) So, like, the only people that were up in arms about this, like, Molson and Coors spent, like, yeah, $100 million trying to block the legalization of weed. And as soon as it's legal, oh, yeah, now they've they've applied for a patent where they're going to sell a weed beer. Yeah, I thought you guys were against this. I thought you guys were against this before because, oh, the children are going to turn into zombies, right? Oh, but now, oh, now it's different, right? Oh, but now we want the big, we want to corner the market, right? It's just, it just angers me, but hey, welcome to capitalism. All right, so speaking of capitalism, uh, we're allowed to bet on sports, so let's do it. We got a Mac game tonight. I got to tell you, uh, Cam, last night, the Mac sort of somewhat softened the blow, dude. I, and you know what, Cam? It's still like I yep. fell off a balcony. But, like, you know, like when there's people down there with a sheet and stuff, you know, they sort of caught yeah, me. I hit the you. ground, but it could, it wasn't yeah. like a splatter. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, ah, Soft I got up. I'm like, ah, I hurt. Yep. Ah, thanks, guys. Yeah, I'll get home on my own. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you flew out I didn't, window, like, splatter. Like, ah, oh, like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we put out the trampoline, but we went we three and one, then hit the ground. <laughs> I know the, the ball state came in too. Ball state covers and the, and the game goes ball over state. miraculously. Needed it, perfect. So let's talk about tonight. Perfect. What's the deal in the MAC tonight, Mark? Well, we've got one game to look at. It's a good game. Uh, you know, there aren't too many good teams in the MAC this year, but this should be a pretty good football game. And a matchup of Ohio U and Miami. Oh, Ohio U goes in here a lot on name and reputation from years past, but they're simply not quite the Ohio U team that uh, they've been in the past. 
Miami's got this this uh, knack about them where they play better as the season wears on, if you will. We we call this out in the newsletter here this week. They're twenty and seven to the spread in the second half of a football season coming into this contest here. They're the dog. I'm going to back them plus the point in here. If for no other reason, it's just that I think Ohio University has got a lot of holes this football season here. Uh, it's a team that if you, they've been outgained in five of the last seven football games uh, against FBS opponents this year. I think Miami plus the points wins the game. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, Cam, we saw last night both um, both underdogs. This is yep. the MAC. No team's really that much better than any other team. It's a big rivalry game, too, Ohio versus Miami of Ohio. What do they play for? Look that up, Will. What are they playing for? An axe? A mug? A jug? <laughs> like... Like, what do they play for, Cam, these two? Like, it's, it's a trophy. Like, they, they got something going on. Well, look it up. It's Ohio, which is basically the uh, Florida of the Midwest, as Mark can attest to, being in Ohio. <laughs> so, just one game, Miami and uh, Ohio. Uh, all right, Mark, we, we have to jump into this Alabama and LSU game. One thing that stuck out to me about this game, and so Tua's practicing and, um, you know, so it looks like Tua's going to be good to go. But one thing that caught my eye about this game, Mark, was the total of the game. I know you're not the biggest total guy, and, you know, the playbook, you're, you're giving in-game analysis of everything, but 63-and-a-half right now, it has come down a bit. I looked it up. In the last 10 years, the most points these teams have ever scored combined is like 55. They still play defense. I get it that they light up bad teams offensively, but I'd, I, I, you know, I'd be really surprised if this is a game that gets into the 30s, both teams into the 30s, Mark. The total, I'm not surprised the totals come down a little bit. just seemed a little high to me. I think it's a little high, Gabe, just based upon the offenses of the two football teams. Uh, maybe that and the fact that these defenses aren't quite what they've been in the past. Alabama always the best team in total defense in the nation. They're not that this year. LSU right there with them. They're not quite there that way this year. But it's the importance of the game. I think that makes the over-under total in the contest here. And it doesn't get any bigger than this football game. If Alabama loses this game, they're going to have to make it into the college football playoffs much like they did two years ago as a one-loss team that didn't make it to their championship game. And what did they do? They went on and won the college football championship. So, you know, the season might not be lost for Alabama if they don't win, but it will be if LSU does not for the, for the Tigers. I think LSU... I think LSU are a better football team than Alabama are. I think they're more complete. Um, I think they played a much, they have been, I don't think, I know. They played a much tougher slate of games. If this game was in Baton Rouge, Cam, like I, I, I would be all over LSU. No one's getting rich betting against Alabama and Tuscaloosa, but... I'm not ready to lay the six and a half points here. I think LSU can go uh, punch for punch with these guys. Yeah, so do I. I, I think I it's a really good spot. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's been fantastic. The, the thing about Alabama is, Gabe, they've had they've had that run, and two is going to play despite the injury, right? It's the defense. They haven't seen a defense like LSU before, and people talk about the Gators. Look what LSU does to people, man. They got some great athletes there. And Tua, he better be uh, bring his A game, and he's playing banged up. I I, I agree with you. I think I think LSU is going to win this game. Mark, I wouldn't disagree with what Cam says. Uh, 
you know, they've got a big, big revenge chip on their shoulder from last year uh, when they were uh, whitewashed uh, against Alabama, 27 or 29 to nothing at home. That's the first time they yep. got shut out in a long, long time. Well, really, in truth, they got shut out by Alabama two years ago, 10 to nothing. So they've been embarrassed twice in a row at home. And they're coming into this contest here. It gets to be rather lengthy revenge for LSU. But uh, we call this out in our newsletter, and uh, I think it's a real viable stat. And what it is is the number one ranked team in the AP poll as we're talking is LSU. The number two ranked team in the AP poll is Alabama. And since 1980 in the AP poll, when the number one ranked team has faced the number two ranked team in the regular season, and the number one team has been a dog, it's happened eight times. The dog has won the game straight up all eight times. A little bit of a Rodney Dangerfield situation here for LSU with that revenge factor here. I'm with Cam in this football game. I wouldn't be surprised if they leave Tuscaloosa with the win. And uh, if they leave with the win, then Joe Burrow will be leaving New York City uh, with the Heisman um, in uh, next month in, in December. Uh, unbelievable. I can't believe I didn't get in on this. Phil Steele uh, joined us. Said, uh, yeah, you know, I asked him move. for Dark Horse and the Heisman. He said Joe Burrow, 200 to 1 at the time. I mean, Joe Burrow was, uh, you know, was off the radar uh, at the time. All right, Mark, a team that came in number 17 in the, in the rankings last night. Not getting any respect, but they have an opportunity to correct that right now. And, um,. I mean, hell, they weren't even this good when they were on TV in the TV show Coach. What was the program called? Was it uh, Cam on on Coach? That was Minnesota. That was Minnesota State, Gabe, not the Golden Gophers. Yeah, they called themselves uh, Minnesota Dauber, State. Yeah, yeah, but they had the Gopher cover, the, the State, colors, yeah. and everything. It was sort of like, yeah, Minnesota State. Yeah, I thought show Coach Correct. was all right. I'd like to see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers. Um, hey, they're undefeated, man. They're not getting any love, but they're a Big Ten team. It's 8-0, so you, you got to respect it. And here's an opportunity to get some national respect and uh, put your name on it right now. Hey, Minnesota beat uh, Penn State, and Minnesota are suddenly uh, a very uh, discussed football team next week, Mark. Well, if Minnesota beats Penn State, they're going to vault into the top 10 in the college football playoff rankings. I thought they were a little low when they came out yesterday, uh, probably because of their lack of schedule. But, you know, you, you have to just beat who's in front of you. In this case, it happens to be Penn State this week. And I think that there's one thing that works against Penn State in this contest is the fact that uh, in my database, undefeated teams in the second half of the season that are on the road as favorites with a week of rest, that rest often turns to rust, and they really, really lose their momentum. The swag is gone with the week of rest, yes. Uh, and I think that could end up working against Penn State in this game. They could come out a little bit lethargic here, and if they do, I think P.J. Fleck will try and row the boat in this football game. I like Minnesota plus the points here. Wow, you know what? Uh, in Mark's uh, playbook, yeah. it notes Minnesota Cam, 8-0 and for the first time. Since 1941. <laughs> 1941. Oh it's a long time. My mom was born. It was it's a long time. Harbor, guys, yes, yes. Seventies, holy. I think that was uh, that's crazy. So long ago, Brian Blessing was a senior in high school. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll take we'll take a quick break. It was right back to a little NFL with Mark Lawrence before we get him out of here. <laughs> We haven't had blessing on in a while. He's too. He's a big shot now in Vegas. Yeah.
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Fellas, game time decisions, red heat and rage. All right, we got Mark Lawrence uh, with us. Uh, big games uh, this week. College football gets fun at uh, this time of the year. So, you know, we've talked about it a lot. It's been an anticlimactic college football uh, season for the most part. When I say anticlimactic, uh, I don't know. I could say uh, boring, just sort of whatever. There hasn't really been a lot of great games. There hasn't been that. Oh my God, you got to see that. And but now it's starting. Now it's starting. And we should note the LSU-Alabama game, 3.30 in the afternoon. It's an afternoon game. It's not a night game. Um, CBS, I guess, I don't know why, but uh, probably because ESPN and blah, blah, what we were talking about earlier, there's always a uh, competing interest. They're not allowed moving a game to nighttime. They already did it. I think they're only allowed to move one game to prime time, and they did it with Notre Dame and Georgia. And they probably weren't thinking that LSU were going to be this good this far, uh, this late into the season. Uh, so it's a it's a 3:30 game, and uh, then you'll have Penn State and uh, Minnesota um, take uh, center stage. So tomorrow night, though NFL and guys, normally the Thursday night game is kind of a weird matchup, or it's really only for betters that you know that you can sort of make a case for why the game's compelling. Tomorrow night we have a very compelling game. The, uh, the Raiders, they deserve a ton of credit. Gruden deserves to be in the, in the conversation for coach of the year right now. They're 4-4. Four and four. They haven't played a home game since September the 15th. I don't care what team you are in the NFL. I like to see any team do that. I'm a Buffalo Bill fan. If we haven't played in Buffalo since September the 15th, I guarantee you we're not 6-2. and two. Like, I don't care if you're the Patriots. Like, the, this is very impressive what the Raiders have done. And tomorrow, it's sort of, it's all or nothing if you're the Raiders. It's like you lose tomorrow if you're the Raiders. It's frustrating because you had an opportunity to do something special. They win this game tomorrow. This is something that's really starting to grow, Mark. They're playing hard for Gruden. Uh, The play calling's been good. Uh, They have a young, energetic football team. They were not beaten down by being on the road for two months essentially like anyone would have been in a national football league and uh, they've been damn good at home they're six and one against the spread the last seven spots in the black hole this is a big game tomorrow and then you got the chargers who chargers win they're 500 raiders win they're five and four in a game above 500 this is the biggest raider charger game in, in recent memory mark to be honest like, it's, it's, it's always a heated game, but there's a lot at stake tomorrow night. 
There is, and I agree with you. I think you have to tip your hat to the job that John Gruden has done thus far this football season. I don't think there were a lot of people that were on his bandwagon when the season started. Uh, maybe with the I wasn't. to Vegas next year. No, neither was I. You know, being a bit of a distraction, yep. but uh, he's got them focused. They're playing really good football right now. Uh, but I'm still going to look at the Chargers in this football game here for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, they're a much better team, as you know, Gabe, away from home than they are at home, and especially since they made that ridiculous move to Los Angeles. Uh, their home road dichotomy is inside out, two to one to the good on the road and uh, two to one to the bad at home. Uh, number two, uh, if you take a look, and I sent you the midweek alert newsletter, and you get a chance to look at that tonight, uh, it, we call this our daily racing form of football newsletters and because what we do is we list each team's uh, performance just like a racing form, uh, what the results of the race were, and it's stacked up all season long. If you take a look at the Chargers this football season here, you'll see uh, the troubles that they had were largely due to the fact that of a lack of a running game. Uh, when Starting with Houston, going into last week's game against Green Bay, they had had uh, seven straight games in a row where they had rushed the ball for less than 80 yards a game. They made the, co- or they made the offensive coordinator change from Ken Wisenhunt to a new offensive coordinator. And with that, what did they do? They established a running game last week. They ran the ball for 159 yards in the contest. That opens the Ball, the lanes up for Philip Rivers. If you can have a running game, you can have a passing game, and that's the key to success in the National Football League. Everybody's in love with this light them up passing offenses that these teams are doing, but you don't win in the National Football League unless you can run the football. Look at the San Francisco 49ers this year. They run the ball better than anybody in the league. And the Chargers did just that in their last game. And with this new offensive coordinator, I look for more of the same from this football team. And the fact that they're on the road, I'm going to play the Chargers against the Raiders Thursday night. And I will, I will note too, guys. Uh, the Chargers have won four straight uh, times against uh, the Raiders, four and zero straight up, and ATS uh, digging a little deeper, six and one against the spread. The last seven against uh, the Chargers. What do you think of the game, Cam? I'm with Mark. I think uh, I really like what I saw. From the Chargers, the last game, it's it was great. They got Melvin Gordon involved, Gabe. And what what I told you before when I watched that Green Bay Charger game, their offense was fantastic. They came around with end arounds. They got everybody involved, receivers, running backs, everybody, and they punched Green Bay in the face. Eckler had some big carries. Gordon had some big carries. Phillip Rivers was dumping the ball off. They really kept the opposition uh, flat-footed, and Green Bay didn't know what hit them. I really like the fire. Ken Wisenhunt's an old-school guy, but the Chargers, when they brought, I forget the kid's name, but he did a fantastic job calling the game, and Phillip Rivers is a lot happier, and the team looked a lot happier. Everyone got involved, and I think it continues this week against Oakland. I really like what I've seen from the Chargers uh, in that game, and I think they carry it over, buddy. Yeah, you know, and I went against this. We saw this with the uh, the Giants and the Cowboys the other night. And we saw it with the Texans and the Jags. Um, division dominance is real, right? I mean, look, the Houston Texans yeah. had won uh, nine of the last 11 times against the Jags. Well, now they're 12-2. and two. Uh, They're also like 15-4 and four over the last 19. New York Giants, Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys were 5-0 and oh straight up and against the spread. Last five times against the Giants. What happens? Boom. Now making 6-0 and oh straight up and against the spread. And it has the same feel. I hate going against that. You know, that it's like, wow, 
Yeah, the last four. I know the Chargers are the better team, but one thing we all know about the Chargers, they'll claw back, and then when they're supposed to win a game, they don't. Right? Yeah. That's the thing. The Chargers yeah. are good at playing desperate. Are they as desperate now coming in here? It's an intriguing game, but I totally get it. I understand, and the Chargers are a better team. And I know I should probably, I got to, this game I probably shouldn't even bet, but you know that's not going to happen. But I've already flipped a couple of times. Like when I first saw the game, I was like, yeah, the Chargers will get it done. Now I'm sort of buying into the Raiders, but I'm scared of the trend, so I'm sort of all over the place uh, here on this. Um, All right, before we get you out of here, Mark, my Buffalo Bills taking on your Cleveland Browns. Talk to me about the point spread here. I was very surprised to see this. You know, is it that Cleveland that Cleveland are getting too much respect? Is this an anti-Buffalo thing? I, I didn't get it. You have a two and six football team that's two and a half point favorites over a six and two team. So you're telling me that basically if these teams are playing on a neutral field, the game's essentially a pick'em? I'm not buying that as poorly as Cleveland is playing and as good as Buffalo is playing. But Cleveland do have talent. I'll give them that. What do you make of the point spread in this game? You know, I got a call Sunday night, Gabe, when we were starting the newsletter from uh, the sports editor. I think it's the Buffalo News. Good friend of mine who, uh, and I share a lot of playbook stuff on Buffalo games with him, and he asked me, is that a right line? You know, is Buffalo actually the underdog in the football game? And I told him, yes, they are. And he he said he'd check with a good friend of his who's at Cantor Gaming who helped set the odds in Vegas. And what their thought on this game was this is that they originally were banding back and forth about Buffalo being a one-point favorite, which is what they were going to open it. And then uh, the, the talk came into being about uh, the lack of, uh, lack of strength of schedule for Buffalo and the fact that Kareem Hunt is going to be back for Cleveland this week. So what they did is uh, going from Buffalo 1, they went to 2.5 Cleveland. Not that it's a 3.5-point move, but just that anywhere from pick to 2.5 is a dead number. And they figured it'll come back to pick. The other reason is that let's rank the schedule that I talked to you about. You know, Buffalo's wins this year are against the Jets, the Giants, the Bengals, the Dolphins, and the Redskins. They're 5-37 and 37 combined. But to that I say, what's different about them as opposed to the Cleveland Browns? They're only 2-6 and six on the football yeah, exactly. season. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they fit the mode here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm exactly. I'm scratching my head here as as well. I just uh, Cleveland is a very poorly coached football team, as we all know. They lead the league in penalties. What is poorly coached in, in leading the league in penalties? Who had that in common? That was Willie Taggart at Florida State. Okay, he was the most undisciplined yep. coach his teams were because because his teams always led, led the nation in penalties. You're seeing it again with the Cleveland Browns, and you're going to see that with Freddie Kitchens joining Willie Taggart here pretty soon on the unemployment line especially if they don't win this game here. Uh, bottom line to me is Buffalo is the better football team in the contest here. The pressure is clearly on the Cleveland Browns, and until they can win and cover a football game, I'll be fading them from this point moving forward. Uh, Mark, uh, we have um, the New York Jets and the New York Giants. The game will be uh, taking place right behind us. Uh, we'll be here. Uh, for it. We're not going to go to the game, but we'll be doing the show uh, here at the Meadowlands during uh, the game, so we'll definitely have a close eye on it. I said earlier, this should be a loser-leaves-town match. Like, the, the head coach that loses his game should resign, and it's sort of like the sheriff. You know what I mean? You, you know, like the old days in the Westerns camp, 
Like the sheriff, yep. yeah, we're not yeah, going to shoot yeah. you, but you got to leave, sheriff. You got to leave. Like if you yeah, lose, yeah, like exactly, you, you you're done. You know what I mean? Like uh, yeah, White Earp takes over now. <laughs> like you're gone. But you know, this is all kidding aside. The losing coach probably is done. You know, I I think you know it's interesting because Shermer's only been here. This is only his second year. Gettleman brought him in, yet. He's getting a free pass because of how bad Adam Gase has been. And I don't know, man. I have a hard time seeing the Jets firing a coach one year into this thing. Yet, they just lost to the Dolphins, Mark. Like, Adam Gase's stock here is a penny stock. All right? Like, the, 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 the media is murdering this guy on a daily basis. More so than the Giants and Shermer. The Jets are like an easy target. They get picked on. Yet the loser of this game is going to have to face the media after the fact. And it's interesting. It's just all New York media. Like, this game might be a train wreck, but it's pretty high stakes here in the city for this game. i tell you what. I wouldn't want to be the losing coach of this game, Mark, and facing the press after. Well, you know, I've been campaigning since the beginning. When Even when he was down here in Miami, Adam Gase is a farce as a head coach. He's got the massive ego that nobody on the team can stand. That's the reason all the player defections happen down here in Miami. He can't keep a locker room because he has to be the focal point of attention. It's going to happen again in New York. It's happening in New York. He can't coach his way out of a paper bag. He was an offensive coordinator who just, (laughs) by the way, happened to have Peyton Manning with him in Denver, okay? Yep. Uh, You know, which sort of uh, helped his stock in that sense. But I've seen it firsthand down here, and I'm seeing here again with the Jets. It's not going to turn around with Adam Gase as a head coach there. I don't. I can't say so much about Shermer. I know when he was with Cleveland, he was a little bit conservative. You know, but the bottom line here is, to me, Adam Gase is in the Freddie Kitchens school of coaching here. They continually get outcoached by the other teams, and they don't allow their teams a chance to win football games. And for that reason, I would lean to the Giants in the football contest here. But this is garbage to garbage. We've talked about that. What do you do with garbage to garbage? You take the point and hope you don't get any maggots when you take the point. Or you take it to the, to the curb and you leave it outside. Yeah. <laughs> or maggots. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. Some great trends and information. Uh, check out his database. Get the newsletter. If you don't, then hey, be a loser. Playbook.com. Check it out. Thank you, Mark. Be good, guys. I'll catch you next week. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. There's a cover for everything nowadays, isn't there? That's yep, what Yang listens sure to when he's, he's he's cruising on the scooter, running people over yeah, in the city. Dangerous times. Man, <laughs> those scooters are everywhere here, bro. Like, they are everywhere. 
everywhere. That's a city like to the have dude one. was driving on the sidewalk uh, yesterday. He kind of had attitude with me, like he wanted me to move. You know, I hate yeah, I hate people like, that no, drive bicycles no. or anything on the sidewalk. I know. Like I, especially I scooters, whatever. Scooter, you're cruising along, all right. Because you know, people are new to scooters. Like I, I saw a girl on a scooter the other day too. She looked all nervous. She's going slow, kind of rock shaky and stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there's nothing worse than somebody that skateboards or rides their bicycle fast. Like, listen, if you're just a big wuss, fine, and you're going all slow, and you know what I mean? It's like you can see, all right, it's a kid, it's a chick, whatever. But I hate dudes that, like, cruise fast on bicycles on sidewalks and skateboards. It's like you're just scared to be on the street, right? So instead, you'll try to, like, you'll nearly run everyone over on the sidewalk. Uh, And then, you know, we see the video of Yang. And it's gold, Yang. You're you're GoPro. uh, All you see is, like, people jumping out of the way of Yang Cam. (laughs) Like, people come too close. They come too close during red lights, and Yang goes right past them. You You don't wait for anyone, Yang. Not at all, buddy. I got to get the way I'm going, you know? <laughs> so have you, are you, are you, have you upgraded yet? Are you going to upgrade to the uh, the bigger tire scooter for the wintertime? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna upgrade, but uh, I haven't upgraded yet. I'm, I'm waiting for the wintertime to come around, wait for the snow to fall, and that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm gonna I think get, you're good. I'm going to get some wheels with spikes so on I think them. you're good. I think you're good with what you got, though. Winter tires. It doesn't snow that much here yeah. anyways. Yeah, it kind of really sucks. Stole that much. Yeah, the last couple of winters sucked. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, you're right. Supposedly, there's going to be a lot of snow this winter everywhere here, but um, I think you're good. I don't think you need to upgrade personally. You know, when it's really bad, you know, take the subway or whatever. But I think you should be fine. Like that cab. He's going to get like uh, we're like going to figure spikes. that one out. Like, going to save the bunch of money like by switching. <laughs> They've got like a winter, they got like a winter edition cap, the winter scooter. <laughs> nice. Yeah. More, more expensive. 